All right. Hello. Welcome. Welcome to another Wicker Biscuit. Hi. Hello, everyone. Hello. Ahoy. Oh, welcome back, everyone. So first up, let's start with introductions. Who do I have on my biscuit today? It's Amanda. Hi, Amanda. How you doing? Great. And then next? It's Ryan coming to you live from our undisclosed location. It's the biscuit bakery. The, why? But, but they don't we know, don't. We they don't know where we it is. Tell you where it is. Go check yourself. You won't get to find out. Okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Next up, we got Courtney. Hey, welcome back. Said that before, but welcome mm-hmm. back again. How's you been? You feeling better? Yeah. Uh huh. Awesome. Yes. <laughs> and next, we got Jay. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing so good. Awesome. And I'm your host, Gary. Now, it's kind of a small group today, but that's okay, because we're excited. Yay! <laughs> All right. So, any fun a banter or news, guys? We had an earthquake. What? We had an earthquake? Oh, yeah. When? In Wisconsin. When was this? A couple nights ago. Sunday what? night? Yeah. Sunday night, Monday night? Where? Like a... T- Cranton. Was it like We're a two? Kiss Rumbling. Mm. Oh, oh, no. It was like a two point something. Yeah. That means that terrible sub we had in high school who was pissed off because we didn't believe her when she said, there could be an earthquake in Wisconsin. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> now she's right. They're in Clintonville. Well, yeah, that's true. In Clintonville, um, when I worked in Clintonville... Um, there was an earthquake. Well, it technically registered on the Richter scale, so technically it was an earthquake, but it was some phenomenon that they called a frost quake. Oh. Yeah, or at least that's what they theorized. I don't think it ever really got solved, but is there a... Fill me in on this earthquake, because holy shit, I didn't hear well, anything yeah, about it was this. Crandon. Uh, really, that's only, what, Crandon? two and a half... Crandon, yeah. Two and a half hours away from us? Yeah. But, um... They're going to figure out our location. <gasps> oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it was a 2.3... Yeah, I don't recall scale, how much. A two something. Yeah. And wow. Who'd have guessed? No kidding. That's crazy. Is there a Jason James Richter scale? I wish. You just base it on like 90s TV or movie people who were in Free Willy. I don't know. Does anybody else like somebody said phenomenon? And I always think of the Muppets with a phenomenon. <laughs> I just say it that way. <laughs> Can't help myself. Phenomena. <laughs> well, it's funny. Phenomena. The real, <laughs> the real song is just Phenomena. But when they did Muppets Tonight in the 90s, Sandra Bullock was hosting. And there was a sketch where she was Kermit's psychiatrist. And he's like, something strange happens every time I say the word Phenomena. And then, like, <laughs> and then at the end, she's like, let me try. And then she did it. And she did like this whole dance. And he's like, wow, you sure are crazy. And she's like, I know. You should see what happens when I say shave and a haircut. And then like the big furry gigantic monster just appears in a like a two two like two bits <laughs> like, that's cool though thank you for sharing the earthquake yeah. i don't know how that didn't end up on my radar but i i don't know that answer. I, i'm just not following the good news mm-hmm. is they that said good it, huh is that good news i meant quality news reporting sorry mm-hmm. i'm not following quality news reporting i did hear that somebody compared it to like they there was a girl that they interviewed at a gas station she says honestly it sounded like a plow truck like scraping its blade like that's how it sounded oh, outside the window so yeah now we know so i didn't feel it <clears throat> but technically it wasn't an earthquake when i was out in california oh yeah that was fun so it was weird because like they're oh yeah. Were you stuck in an elevator and did you have to deliver Mr. Belding's baby? <laughs> Unfortunately, no. Because oh, that would have been cool. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I found out? Hmm. Do you remember how we talked about Alex Mack that one time? Yeah. And like the villain? Mm-hmm. The, sa- the villain is Mrs. Belding. I really? never put two and two together that they're the same lady. And I just saw oh, that on something one day. I was like, what? 
How did I not realize? I like that. Anybody else got anything fun? Amanda's business keeps drooping. It does. Sorry. You know what they say about droopy business? You need to buy a new one. <laughs> you need to buy a new one. Yeah. Oh. Or just tighten the screws, I think. <laughs> what was that? That was what my microphone says. Do it again. I don't know if I can. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of a meow. Okay. Well, well. That's what happens when, Car- go. when Carl makes a funny again. face. I'm like, do it again. I can't. <laughs> no kidding. Oh, with that, do you guys think we're ready? Heck yes. All right. Well, let's head into the main thing. Our main biscuit we've got for you today is crazy obituaries. Ooh. Brought that's to a rip you- snorting good time. It is. So these obituaries were brought to you by Courtney. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I just have to share. So Courtney got a new printer. I don't know why I'm reser- referring to myself as, a, but anyways. That is your name. I bought name, a new so pr- I mean, printer. Yeah. And it's amazing. And I'm a country bumpkin, so it was a big deal for me to have, like, what, wireless printing? What do mm-hmm. you call it? That wireless printing. Okay. That is what it's called, yeah. So my family finds it great humor that every time, and I'll admit, I am a dirty dog. <laughs> and I go into the bathroom with my phone. I do sanitize my phone often, though. Sure. But my family has found so much joy in every time I go to the bathroom and the printer fires up because <laughs> I'm printing obituaries from my phone from the toilet. They're like, oh, God. And they're all obituaries. It's great. Obituaries and, and recipes. And what do you do with them when you print them out? I mean, other than for this episode. Well, they just sat there for a while. But in the heat of the moment, I had to have it now. Okay. You know? Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's give some background information, though. Like, what, where does this joy of obituaries come from? Has it always been a passion of yours to look at silly obituaries? I, perhaps. I, I, I don't. Amanda has a passion for it as well. Oh, I do. Yeah, fill us in. Well, my history of obituary fanhood uh, started when my grandpa died when I was in third grade. And I was just really fascinated by learning about obituary. And I was also like slightly concerned that it sounded like it had a swear word in it. Um, because <laughs> I had a lot, of, had a lot going on in second and third grade about swearing. Um, so I was like, "How do you even spell that word? That seems very complicated." But how everybody got together and decided, like, what is the information that we need to share about our grandpa? Of you know, like we're just having a very small snippet of what he was like, and we're gonna print it for all you know the world mm-hmm. to see. So ever since then, I like read obituaries constantly and it's fascinating this is true it really is yeah i i look at them at least once a day wow she for a while she had a kick of like finding obituaries and stuff from her own family oh yeah way way back there's there's a there's an app called find a grave and you can (laughs) oh it's so cool (laughs) 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 oh it pleases me so much So I, you, so it's like people who, you know, that we're, we're all really into that, I guess. Um, so you can search specific people. So I searched like my grandparents and then it will show like kind of like family tree people, like of like other people who are related to this person. So I don't even know like all of the great grandparents, whatever. Wow. And then some of them have, so the idea of find a grave is you take photos of graves. So then you could look it up and I could look up like Irma Elberts and it'll say like, oh, she's located in the cemetery in Green Bay and blah, blah, blah. But then it like also some of them will have the obituary along with 
that person and it has like the picture of the the gravestone so you can see it um which i think is really nice because that way like i can't go visit my grandma anymore but i can still like look at it online i guess but i saw i found like ones from like great great grandparents and they're hilarious to me because it's like ah this person died from old i don't know i'll have to read it because i think it's hilarious well i think she has a couple for us too well i just have like one time permitting we'll see if we can squeeze that in but i just love the details because it's like oh old ben died at 55 mason street at his son's home at this time after a you know long-term illness that was like 30 years in the making and it's like (laughs) okay I don't know if that's really what killed him. Well, it can really be a view into just how different language was, how how th- things that they would make sound poetic and flowery and fun. It just it, it's not the type of language we use now, so it's it's fun to glimpse into the also, past. Also, I really am irritated when people don't put the cause of death, and I totally get like why people well, don't do that. But I'm just like that. I want to know why you died. Uh, yeah, it's... which maybe even, that's even just if it ju- even if it's just vague, like. So and so died in an accident. Like, okay. Right. I just need to know a little bit of something. <clears throat> we need the closure. Like, I don't know. I am totally fine if someone like if after I die, Gary wants to put my whole like medical history out there, like that's really fine. Like <laughs> just sure. say she died of a broken heart. Oh, oh come on. Oh. <laughs> no. Gary I, and I wrote our grandpa's. I'll have pictures. I'll have pictures in it. I want all the pictures. <laughs> I want pictures and I want like give the details. People deserve to know. All right. We'll nice. do it. There'll be a chalk outline. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, thank you. I wish we had pictures of like my body parts that they've removed. Oh god. <laughs> well, I feel like I deserve no, to I, have a I, funeral I... for like my colon. Actually, that would have been. Nice. It really is a bummer when you're too sick to like think of that stuff. Right. And then afterward, it's like, oh damn it. You know, in fried green tomatoes, they had a funeral for the for, leg. For... That's right. right. The the arm. Arm. Like... Arm. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Arm. You're totally right. Arm. Mm-hmm. I remember when we first watched it. I'm like. He died. And my mom's like, they wouldn't have killed him off. So then when the funeral scene started, I'm like, see? And she was like, what? And then it was just his arm. She's like, no. <laughs> Spoiler alert for a 35-year-old movie, everybody. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> no, that's Classic. That, that's the joke. It's, it's an old movie. You know what? I figure if it's that old. No, that's, I just like to say spoiler alert when it's stuff like, nah. See, but I don't but, remember things. So I wa- I used to watch Steel Magnolias a lot when I was younger. Mm. And it was like my favorite movie, which was totally inappropriate for it child but whatever and i watched it in high school because it was on like hbo or something and i completely forgot like what happened <laughs> and i sobbed and i was just like oh my god how was this my favorite movie i totally forgot because that one acting. part well i completely forgot though like the end part and then i was a hot mess <laughs> yeah it is a really fun movie though for snapchat filters Ooh, it is <laughs> that's true that's very true <laughs> really i i really just liked the beauty shop parts which like, if you watch that, the play like, if, that's where everything takes place like if i could if they would have just had a movie of that like that would have been amazing but honestly like i because carl and i were talking about this because the other night we watched the movie heartburn it'd been in my queue for like two years mm-hmm. but it's like meryl streep and jack nicholson and i thought it was looked like it was made in like 82 but it was made in 85 or 86 Ooh. but it's literally if someone's like what's the plot I'm like well there really isn't much of one because it's really just scenes of this like section of their life like they meet they go on a date they get married they have a kid they have this and this you know it's like it's more about the acting it's like a movie you just watch to see the acting happen and mm-hmm. it's like i kind of love movies like that sure. but i don't know how to make them appeal to other people who be like well what's the plot is it a really good story it's like there isn't much story it's just it's just a movie just watch it and enjoy mm-hmm. i get it well should we dive into this bugger? 
Heck yeah. Balls deep into obits. Let's do it. Balls Ooh. deep into obits. That's not creepy. No. <laughs> Can we name? Can we name this episode? Bring out your dead. <laughs> I I think that's a decent podcast name or episode name. All right, so should we start with Amanda? Because oh yeah. sure, okay. okay. All right, all right. We're gonna go with this guy because I really feel a connection. So also, um, for me, obituaries are fascinating because I love the pictures people choose mm-hmm. because I feel like that's a big deal. Yes. And Gary and I used to watch the show Kim's Convenience, which is amazing if you have not watched it. But the episode with the parents, so there's there's these cute little like folks from South Korea who live in Canada and they are obsessed with like having the best funeral photo. Like it has to present them in a way of like, oh, you can see the angels are taking them <laughs> with the lighting and it's beautiful. So this fellow has a very nice photo. Um, his name is William, uh, nicknamed Freddy M, and it's very chesty. It is very chesty. Yes. Um, it's very like, and this... he has a hat. I really love it when they have hats. I think we, I think we can put that in the social media, right? Uh, the pics. So I look for so. look he's... for chesty Freddy on yeah. the social oh, media, everyone. He's beautiful, and he's got a mustache and like feathered hair bangs with this feather like oh and like a cool hat i appreciate hats i also like it when it's i it pisses me off a little bit when it's just a young photo of them like when it's like obviously this 93 year old woman that was when you were 20 i'm sorry like could we have an update because i want to know the before and after the last time Mm -hmm. i felt sexy (laughs) (sighs) anyway okay so we've got freddie william freddie m bloomingdale the man the myth the legend. Men wanted to be him and women wanted to be with him. William Freddy M. died on September 11th, 2013. Freddy loved deep fried southern food smothered in cane syrup, fishing at Santee Cooper Lake, little Debbie cakes, two and a half men, beautiful women, <laughs> Reese's cups, and Jim Beam. Not necessarily in that order. He hated vegetables and hypocrites. Not necessarily in that order. He was a master craftsman who single-handedly built his beautiful house from the ground up. Freddie was also great at growing fruit trees, grilling chicken and ribs, popping wheelies on his Harley at 50 <laughs> miles per hour, making everyone feel appreciated, and hitting Coke bottles at 30 yards with its 45. The picture makes sense now. Oh, right? <laughs> it comes to light. <sighs> it, uh, kudos to whoever wrote this. Like... <laughs> I want to be his friend. Uh, When it came to floor covering, Freddie was one of the best in the business, and he loved doing it. Freddie loved to tell stories, and you could be sure 50% of every story was true. You just never knew which 50%. (laughs) Marshall Matt Dillon, Ben Cartwright, and Charlie Harper were his TV heroes. I don't think we put that enough. No. (laughs) TV heroes, yeah. I think that should be in there Uh more. That should be, like, there should be a standard, and that should be in there. Um, And he was a hero for his six children. Freddie adored the ladies, and they adored him. There is not enough space here to list all of the women from Freddie's past. <laughs> there isn't enough space in the Bloomingdale phone book. A few of the Does more... it really say that? Yes. <laughs> I didn't. I... It gets better. Hold I, on to your I pantaloons. wish I was that good. <laughs> no, I, I'm sorry. I just... Wow. A few of the more colorful ones were Mama Margie... Crazy Pam, <laughs> Big Titty Wanda. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> we could only be so lucky. <laughs> the world needs more Big Titty Wanda. Oh, Spacey Stacy and Sweet Melissa. 
He explained that nickname had nothing to do with her attitude. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) And this can be found on (laughs) Legacy.com. I don't know. (laughs) Oh, God. Okay. He attracted more women than a shoe sale at Macy's. He got married when he was 18, but it didn't last. Freddie was no kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Freddie was no quitter, however, so he gave it a shot two more times. It didn't work out with any of the wives, but he managed to stay friends with them and their parents. In between his many adventures, Freddie appeared in several films, including The Ordeal of Dr. Mudd, A Time for Miracles, The Conspirator, Hmm. Double Wide Blues, and Pretty Fishes. He was colorful. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. This is wow. why people liked Freddy. Uh, when Freddy took off for that pool party in the sky. Oh, that's nice. Pool party in the sky. Okay. Uh, he left behind his sons uh, and seven delightful grandkids. Freddy was killed when he rushed into a burning orphanage to save a group of adorable children. Or maybe not. <laughs> we, all, we all know he liked to tell stories. And that was that. That was Freddy. See, like wow. that is a beautiful tribute. That is. Oh, my God. And that photo. Mm. I like the pool party in the sky. Those ladies were so lucky. And also, like, who nicknamed them? Did he do it? Pretty sure he did. Yeah. Probably had a taste. (sighs) Sweet. Sweet Rachel. Is is he referencing to, like, downtown? I don't know. Could we, like, would it, how inappropriate would it be to, like, contact his children? (laughs) Be like, I have questions. I stumbled upon your dad's obituary. Wonderful writing. That should be I've, one of our things, trying to find that lady. <laughs> should we have like, a follow-up episode? Uh, yes. And, and Big Titty Wanda. I want to find Big Titty Wanda. Was she actually yeah. stacked, or is it like when there's a huge guy and oh, you call him right. tiny? Right. And was she flattered? <laughs> like, was she okay with she, it? Or... <laughs> Did what she get a breast like, reduction later? Giving, like, the condolences. You know how, like, they have those? <gasps> yeah. And like, here I am. Come and get a boy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that tickles me. Big titty Wanda, and she's got nothing. Poor Wanda. Good old Wanda. Okay, and are these movies, like, available? I was going to say we should look into those. I want to know if they're real movies. With his track record, they might be adult films. I don't care. That's true. That's true. true. (laughs) And, like, very low-budget ones. she's a (gasps) co-star. Oh, maybe that's where they come from. Ooh. Big titty Wanda is a movie star. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I'm really sorry, Wanda, if you hear this. Well, I don't want to disrespect you. I don't think she's sorry, though. I think she's. Well, I mean, I hope she's stacked. I, I imagine that, like, right. well, this is from Georgia. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, she's fine with it. Well, I Googled Big Titty Wanda. And the first thing I found was a tube site with Wanda Big Tits. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's her. <laughs> or X Videos has. Wanda is a beautiful, big tits, mature babe who loves to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but there is a big titty Wanda Twitter account. <laughs> oh, maybe Do you her. know what's his name again? Freddy. Freddy. It's With a, an IE, but it's got a picture of Monique, like the actress. Oh well, oh, and see, yeah. it's big titty with a T I T T I E. Oh, so it's, it's fancy. Must be French. I don't know. <laughs> I always feel that the rule is when I'm referring to a man having a big chest, it's T-I-D-D-I-E. Mm. Ooh, big titties. <laughs> Makes sense. I like that. Oh, I have a lot of questions about this family. <laughs> they probably do, too. Oh, man, I gotta look up these movies now. Ooh, Maybe The Ordeal of Dr. Mudd is a real thing. Oh, is it like a... No, there's yeah, Abraham Lincoln in the background on the cover. 
Two strangers knock on the door of Dr. Samuel Mudd. One has a broken leg. Mudd fixes it and becomes an unwitting conspirator in the murder of Abraham Lincoln. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because it was, it was the, because it was. Wilkes Booth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He jumped. Oh. Right? It was that guy. It was the doctor that fixed him. I'm starting to remember some history. I'd like to think that Freddy is somewhere, either hot or cold, just like relishing on this moment. Like, I've got these people in an unmarked location. (laughs) talking about yeah freddie my oh wife's my gonna leave me for you even though you've passed <laughs> a while ago he died in 2013 it's oh, been a bit look up his kid you could have been the fourth wife <laughs> i don't think it would have worked amazing amanda yeah do you think that would have been my nickname <laughs> i don't know i mean you didn't have like super nice names <laughs> Could have been stacked, Mandy. Ah, gross. <laughs> no, thank you. We're, we're gonna. I mean, I I would have enjoyed a little Debbie cake with them. Yeah, that would have been fine. I'm really mad they've kind of like discontinued the regular little Debbie brownies. Oh, right. No, I want the English chance. walnuts. God damn it! But are all they, they have really? are like the kind the of like, the sprinkles and co- and it's like, yeah. oh, I mean, those are fine. But I want the English walnuts. What I'd usually do, you know, like when you unwrap one, they're kind of like two squares to make the mm-hmm. rectangle. I would like pick all the nuts off one side and put them on the other. So one side had Super all loaded. the nuts and the other one didn't have any. And I'd eat that one first. Nice. <laughs> You're class. I'm very ritualistic with food. It's very odd. And I always have been. That's okay. Should we continue? Yeah. Heck yeah. So I've got Aaron P. Aaron P., age 35, died peacefully at home on November 25th after complications from a radioactive spider bite that led to years of crime fighting and years of a long battle with a nefarious criminal named Cancer who has plagued our society for far too long. Civilians will recognize him best as Spider-Man and thank him for his many years of service protecting our city. His family knew him only as a kind, mild-mannered art director, a designer of websites and t-shirts, and concert posters who will always have the right cardigan and the right thing to say, even if it was wildly inappropriate. Aaron was uh, was known for his long, entertaining stories, which he loved to repeat often. In high school, he was in the band The Asparagus Children, mm-hmm. which reached critical acclaim in the northern suburbs. As an adult, he graduated from the College of Visual Arts, which also died an untimely death recently. <laughs> <laughs> And worked in several agencies around a certain city in Minnesota, uh, settling in his interactive associate creative director at Cole McAvoy. Aaron was a comic book aficionado, a pop culture encyclopedia, and always the most fun person at any party. God, he sounds like I me. Know it. When you said cardigan, I'm looking at him wearing the cardigan. Like it I is... own like two, so it's really easy to find the right one, because I only got two. He is survived by his parents, Bill and Kim. Um, a father, Mark, sisters, Erica, Nicole, first wife, Gwen, <laughs> sorry, first wife, Gwen Stefani, current wife, Nora, and How their son, I Ralph. How did that? I don't know, but I was going to skip it because I'm like, I, I don't want to say last name. I would have thought it would have like, been Gwen Stacy. Right? You know? Yeah. Yeah. She broke Maybe back. it was Gwen Stacy, but they just messed it up. <laughs> um, and son, Ralph, who will grow up to avenge his father's untimely death. A service will be held December 3rd, 2014 at, and names the place. Published November 13th, 2014. As you Not long tell, after Freddy. I totally got vibes from you. Re- I'm like, oh. You're trying to give me cancer. Where from? Also, the- also, Legacy, I do believe. Okay. Sounds like a hot place to go find some good stuff. I always wonder, too, them. some people, when like they, if they're terminally ill, do you write your own obituary if my you want to? My aunt Because that's what I would want to do. My aunt would uh, yeah. update hers like yearly. Oh, apparently I like I like maybe that. i should start one i'm she not was, looking to kick the bucket she but was just the in one case that wrote like everybody's 
so I remember like before she died, I think my mom was like, who's going to write hers? <laughs> and she already wrote it. So I just want mine to be fun. I want all of you in charge of just making it. Yeah. I feel like your obituary somehow needs to be an interpretive dance. Please do. Right? And so it's just like the obituary literally just has a link to YouTube. And then when people go there, <laughs> they, they see it. Because that's the only way we can really embody the, and the please, feelings so that people, we So people, if they're wondering how I passed, make that part of the interpretive dance. So, you know, yeah, if that's... It's a reenactment. Yeah. Or we could have Amanda reading a story while the dance is happening. Not Morgan Freeman. Well, I well, have a limited budget. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. He'll still be alive when you're dead. Who knows? I'm a chubby girl. <laughs> <laughs> you're hearty. Plus, you are hearty. I'm a hearty bitch. You're going to be mm-hmm. around a long time. Mm-hmm. You know who else is a hearty bitch? Who? Jeffrey Allen. Oh, yeah? Uh-huh. Ooh. He died in 2018. He has a glorified Fu Manchu, by the way. Ooh. Oh, Ooh, yeah. Look at oh, and his... wow. Uh-huh. Yes. Got, like the feathered It's quite bangs. the funeral photo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, Mr. Jeffrey, um, 62, of Susquehanna, Pennsylvania, lost his life on August 2018. We have been looking for him ever since, but can't find him. Oh. Jeff was last seen by his wife, Nancy, at their home. His mother, Doris, and children, Christy, blank, 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 have hired Ajax Investigations to help locate him, and they need your help. Oh. In the past, Jeff may have been found at a car auction or yard sale with his father, Clyde. Other places that may be useful to look are at his record shop or anywhere that vinyl record albums may be found. Or maybe napping with his dog, Lucy, or hunting the snack aisle at the grocery store. For little Debbie's. Mm. We believe his renowned... His renowned sign on Route 171 may provide a clue as to his whereabouts. We are conducting a search party on Friday, August August 17th from 5 to 8 at Hennessy's. The search party will regather on Saturday, August 18th at the church. And we strongly believe that flowers will not be of any use to locate Jeff. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's really cute. I like that. <laughs> Flowers probably wouldn't and you know, be helpful. Right? You know, there I are would some, bring the dogs. You know, yeah. There are that some very like face value people who are like, well, why is this an obituary? If they don't know where he is, he might still be alive. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I like that. I like the idea of let's just not even, let's just pretend he just went on vacation and right? we can't find him. Mm-hmm. He's out there somewhere. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, Jay, it looks like you're ready to go. Yeah, I've got Wild Bill Z. Ooh. And he's in a uniform here. Looks like fire department. Possibly. I would like to just have a uniform. It has nothing to do with anything. But then people will see it and be like, ooh. Oh, how and distinguished. Then, and then it's like, oh. <laughs> no, I think Wait, we need a, a wicker biscuit uniform. Yes. I, I'm not. I'm down with that. No. I, I truthfully want to get to the point someday merch. where there's merch. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That'd be sick. All right. Wild Bill Z. I'm, I'm adding the Wild Bill. It doesn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> he escaped this mortal realm. Uh, 2016, at the age of 69. Ooh. Nice. <laughs> Does it say nice in the no. obituary tank? Big titty Wanda. <laughs> we think he did it on purpose to avoid having to make a decision in the pending presidential election. Ah. <laughs> he leaves behind four children, five grandchildren, and the potted meat industry, <laughs> for which he was an unofficial spokesman. 
until dietary restrictions forced him to eat real food. <laughs> hmm. William volunteered for service in the United States Navy at the ripe old age of 17 and immediately realized he didn't much enjoy being bossed around. He only stuck it out for one war. Before his discharge, however, the government exchanged numerous ribbons and medals for various honorable acts. Upon his return to the city of New Orleans in 1971, thinking it best to keep an eye on him, government officials hired William as a fireman. After 25 years, he suddenly realized that running away from burning buildings made more sense than running toward them. He promptly retired. <laughs> Looking back, William stated that there was no better group of morons and mental patients than those he had the privilege of serving with. Except Bob. He never liked you, Bob. Fucking <laughs> Bob catching strays. Wow. Following his wishes, there will not be a service, but well-wishers are encouraged to write a note of farewell on a Schaefer light beer can and drink it in his honor. He was never one for sentiment or religi religious religiosity. Why, why can't I say that? But he wanted you to know that if he owes you a beer and if you can find him in heaven, he will gladly allow you to buy him another. <laughs> He can likely be found forwarding tasteless internet jokes. Check your spam folder, but don't open these at work. <laughs> Expect to find an alcoholic dog named Judge passed out at his feet. Unlike previous times, this is not a ploy to avoid creditors or, or, or <laughs> old girlfriends. He assures us that he is gone. He will be greatly missed. Oh, big Titty Wand is after him. Uh -huh. Looks like that was found on Legacy. Oh, Bill. Big Titty Wanda oh, is going to be looking for him. Yeah. yeah. He probably owes her a beer. Probably. I really But it liked... sounds like they're not going to actually get a beer out of him. They're no, going to have to somehow buy them. them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. Which, you know, Sly Dog, that's a good, that's a good way of doing it. Mm -hmm. I really would have liked it if they would have said, like, write Bob letters of spite. Fuck <laughs> 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 Bob. I wonder if Bob was in the condolence area, too. Sweet, sweet All right. Melissa. <laughs> so many questions. All right. So I got one next. I've got one for Mary S. Looks like this is from the Toronto Star, also from Legacy.com. Mary, 94, passed away peacefully at her home in bed July 1st, 2015. It is believed it was caused from carrying her oxygen tank up the long flight of stairs to her bedroom that made her heart give out. Oh, And that's what we want to know when we read the <laughs> right, right. obituary. We need answers. Well, if a man is looking for an answer, there it is. Mm -hmm. She well, left behind a hell of a lot of stuff to her daughter and son <laughs> who have no idea what to do with it. Oh so, my God, it's going to be my dad. If you're looking for two extremely large TVs from the 90s, <laughs> a large ceramic stork, we think, an umbrella cane stand... An umbrella or cane stand, Ooh. a toaster oven slightly used, or even a 2001 Oldsmobile with a spoiler. <laughs> she loved putting the pedal to the metal with only 71,000 kilometers. That's oh, I, Toronto. Yep, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Kilometers and 1,000 tools that we aren't sure what they were used for. You should wait the appropriate amount of time and get in touch. Tomorrow will be fine. <laughs> <laughs> This is not an ad for a pawn shop, but an obituary for a great woman, mother, grandmother, and great-grandmother, born on May 12, 1921, in Toronto. The daughter of the late pop 
and Granny, blah, blah, blah. She leaves behind a dysfunctional family that oh. she was very <laughs> proud of. <laughs> oh, she must have gone by Pat because they... Yeah. Okay, so she went by Pat. My apologies. Pat was world-renowned for her lack of patience, not holding back her opinion, and knack for telling it like it is. She always told you the truth, even if it wasn't what you wanted to hear. It was the school of hard knocks, and yes, we were told many times how she walked for miles, should have been kilometers, (laughs) (laughs) in a blizzard to get to school. Well, maybe she grew up in the U.S. Who knows? Anyway. She was worldly. Yeah. So she walked for miles in a blizzard to get to school, so suck it up. With that said, she was genuine to a fault, a pussycat at heart, or lion, and yet she sugarcoated nothing. Her extensive vocabulary was more than highly proficient at knowing more curse words than most people learned in a lifetime. <laughs> nice. She liked four-letter words as much as she loved her rock garden, and trust us, she loved to weed that garden with us as her helpers. When child labor was legal, or so we were told. <laughs> These words of encouragement, wisdom, and sometimes comfort kept us in line, taught us the school of hard knocks, and gave us something to pass down to our children. Everyone always knew where you stood with her. She liked you or she didn't. It was black or white. As her children, we are still trying to figure out which one it was for us. (laughs) (laughs) Then they have, we know she loved us. She was a master cook in the kitchen. She believed in overcooking everything until it chewed like rubber, so you would never get sick because all germs would be nuked. Freezing germs also worked, so by Friday our school sandwiches were hard and chewy, but totally germ-free. All four of us learned to use a napkin. Oh, I get it. They're spitting it out. Uh, (laughs) You would pretend to cough, spit the food into it, and thus was born the Stocks Diet? That was her last name. Oh, okay. So all four of us learned how to use a napkin. We would pretend to cough and spit the food into it, and thus was born the Stocks Diet. If anyone would like a copy of her homemade gravy, we would suggest you don't. (laughs) (laughs) She will be solely missed and survived by her brother George, children Shauna, and a bunch of other people. (laughs) She was preceded in death by her loving husband Paul, and a bunch of other people. (laughs) Alm, who loved her dearly and will never forget her tenacity, wit, charm, grace, and undying love and caring for them. Please give generously to her memoriam fund or something. Uh, A celebration of life will be held in lieu of service due to her friends not being able to attend because they decided to beat her to the pearly gates. (laughs) She was 92. Yeah. So, all right. Please note her change of address, blah, blah, blah. Okay. So that's pretty much the end. Aw, very nicely done. Aw, Pat. Aw. That was Mary S. who went by Pat. Who was very no-nonsense. Yeah, you know, to make it to 94, that's a good run. With the Oldsmobile and a spoiler. Did I say 92? You said uh, several I apologize, 94. (laughs) Way to go, She just keeps getting older. Well, you know, that's, uh, yeah. So, Mm -hmm. there we go. I like it. Thanks, Pat. Thank you, Pat. Brought some joy into my life, and I, although... When Ryan strokes me, <laughs> when pe- obituaries are read faintly in the background, <laughs> so romantic. Just wait till we have video for this. <clears throat> he really knows how to make the panties drop. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. It's very common in the gay men. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> anyway, shall we move on? Sure. My next one is for Karen. 
with the nickname of Lou. Um, she is from Indiana, and she passed away on March 6, 2014, after a long illness with pulmonary fibrosis. Aww. Thank you, Karen, for telling us. Lou spent her life as a nonconformist filled with humor and adventure. She died at home with her parrot by her side, listening to Ricky Martin sing Livin' La Vida Loca. <laughs> she was preceded in death by her adoptive parents, George and Ruby of Florida. Also preceding her demise were Isabel, her beloved bread truck that was a converted living space, and her parents, parrots, her parrots, Tootsie, Hamlet, and Quinto. Karen lived as a child in West Virginia, moved to Noblesville in the 50s, and graduated from Noblesville High School. She lived most of her adult life in West Lafayette, Indiana. She was happily divorced from at least two men. <laughs> at least. Right? Uh, her first being Gerald Ray. Uh, oh, man. They just call they, him out. They did. <laughs> well, I mean, she was happily divorced from them. Well, that's true. It could have been a good relationship. Uh, he was also happily divorced. Karen is survived by her sister, Carol, and her favorite daughter, Tova, and four grandchildren. Uh, I bet Tova wrote this. Maybe. And a great-grandchild. Uh, Karen traveled the highways, hitchhiking, loved California, Nevada, New York, and Virginia. Never enjoyed the humidity of Florida, but went there anyway. Uh, she attended both IU and Purdue, accumulating over 200 combined credits. Damn. Wow. Karen was an avid IU fan. Her favorite daughter was a Hoosier by birth, but a Boilermaker by the grace of God. She spoke Hebrew, Portuguese, and Spanish, and she had studied French, Romanian, Russian, and Danish. That's how she had 200 credits. I'm guessing. I don't know. That's a lot of languages. Karen worked as a tutor for men's PU... That's funny. Okay, sorry. PU basketball team. <laughs> they didn't shower after their games. <laughs> Do you think they were any good, or did they just I don't stink? know. <laughs> that should be funny, but it is so <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Oh, God, that took with me. Okay. <laughs> Karen worked as a tutor for men's PU basketball team. <laughs> oh, my gosh, we lost her. It's all right. We'll find her. Oh, dear. Okay. <laughs> Florist, a health aide. Um, it is a hot dog vendor at the Ooh. village. She was known as the hot dog lady <laughs> by a generation of Purdue students that frequented the bars of the village. Oh, that makes my heart happy. She wore crazy, wacky hats every night she worked. There's something cut off. I don't know. She collected books and puzzles and hats, and she required all scheduled activities to be around the Jeopardy schedule, as she tried to never miss an episode. She also listened to the Prairie Home Companion religiously. In fact, her favorite vacation of all time was when she went to Lake Wobegon and learned how to make Norwegian banana bread for the Lutheran bake sale. Oh, Leah nice. would love this. Uh, her happiest and fondest memories are of summer camp, especially the year her fer her ferrets, her parents forgot to come get her for an extra week. <laughs> Who was watching her? <laughs> oh boy, get removed from the home for that now. Uh, if you wish to honor this experience, please see the donate link. She wants her gold teeth back from the dentist that yanked them. Those were her teeth to keep. <laughs> Uh, her last wish is to have the song Another One Bites the Dust played at her memorial. If you have no cash to donate, Karen would like you to consider visiting your local farmer's market, hiking a local park, or making some homemade chicken noodle soup next time your neighbor is sick. Or, as a last resort, pay your next restaurant bill with all $1 bills just to make them wonder how you got them. <laughs> and um, her memorial picnic and celebration of life says hot dogs will be served until we run out. 
And you can sponsor a summer camper at whatever, which is super duper nice. You remember to pick them up. Right, yeah. Like, please, I don't think they let you just... I she had to mention, like, the gold teeth were mine. Well, right? No kidding. Why they didn't come out? That was rude. Very. I don't She probably had some fillings, and then the tooth itself had to come out. But, yeah, no kidding. Give it back. They should get to keep Do you remember when I had my tooth extracted Mm -hmm. and I showed your mom? It was like the root and all. Mm-hmm. Ew. Oh, that was fun. But like up to that point, I'd only ever seen like baby teeth fall out, so I didn't understand that like a, a, an adult tooth is rather long. So he like opens up the little, you know, those little yellow, the little tiny Manila envelopes. Oh yeah. He's like, look, look, and I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> what the hell is that? <laughs> right. What happened? It's to like that? the whole root. So I had my teeth pulled because they had to do it to make some space for when I had braces, and then. I went home, had my whole, you know, because I was still hopped up on the whatevers, laid down. And then that night we had a play and I was working as the the tech for it. And I'm like, I feel good enough. I don't want to miss out on this. So I went. Maybe I was, was still a little bit loopy, but I brought my teeth with me to show everyone. <laughs> I think I still had the gauze in my mouth, too. Oh, nice. Um, but Ryan's mom was there and I had to show her. Naturally. What happened to the teeth, though? Um... Oh, I kept them. Yeah, well, where are they they're, now? They're somewhere in a box. Really? Really. <gasps> Let's hear about Rick S. Rick S. of Wilmington, 71, was reported missing and presumed dead on September 27th, 2018, when investigators say the single-engine plane he was piloting, the Northrop, suddenly lost communication with air traffic control and disappeared over the Atlantic Ocean off the coast of Rehoboth Beach. Philadelphia police confirmed Stein had been a patient of... At Thomas Jefferson University Hospital, where he'd been treated for a rare form of cancer. Hospital spokesman Walter Heisenberg says doctors of Stein's surgical team went to visit him on on rounds when they discovered his room empty. Security footage shows Stein leaving the building at approximately 3.30 Thursday afternoon, but then the video feed mysteriously cuts off. Authorities say they believe Stein took an Uber to the Philadelphia airport where they assume he somehow gained access to the aircraft. (laughs) Oh, boy. The sea was angry that day, said lead investigator Greg Fields in a press conference. We have no idea where Mr. Stein may be, but any hope for rescue is unlikely. Stein's location isn't the only mystery. It seems no one in his life knew his exact occupation. His daughter, Alex, of Wilmington, appeared shocked by the news. My dad couldn't even fly a plane. (laughs) He owned restaurants in Boulder, Colorado, and knew every answer on Jeopardy. He did the New York Times crossword in pen. I talked to him that day, and he told me he was going out to get some grappa. All he ever wanted was a glass of grappa. Stein's brother, Jim, echoed similar confusion. Rick and I owned Stuart Kingston Galleries together. He was a jeweler and an oriental rug dealer, not a pilot. (laughs) Meanwhile, Miss Lettington of Charlottesville claimed her brother was a cartoonist and a freelance television critic (laughs) for The New Yorker. David, Stein's son-in-law, said he was certain Stein was a political satirist for the Huffington Post, while grandsons Drake and Sam said they believe Stein wrote for internet sports column for ESPN covering Duke basketball, FC Barcelona um, soccer, and the Denver Broncos, and the Tour de France. Wow. His granddaughter, Evangeline, claims that he was a YouTube sensation who had just signed a seven-figure deal with Netflix. (laughs) When told of his uncle's disappearance, Edward... Uh, said that he was baffled that he believed he his uncle worked as a trail guide in Rocky Mountain National Park. He took me on a hike up the Lily Peak Trail back in the 90s. He knew every berry, bush, and tree on that trail. His nephew James of Los Angeles claimed his uncle was an A&R consultant for Bad Boy Records and ran a chain of legal <laughs> recreational marijuana dispensaries in Colorado called Casa Blunta. <laughs> 
His niece, Courtney, a former Hollywood agent, said her uncle worked as a contributing writer for Seinfeld and Curb Your Enthusiasm and was currently consulting a new series with Larry David. On a new series with Larry David. People who knew him have reported his occupation as everything from gourmet chef to sommelier. How do you say that? The, the, yes, the wine Sm- people. So, so yeah. Sommelier to botanist, electrician, mechanic, and even spy novelist. Mm-hmm. Police say uh, the volume of contradictory information will make it nearly impossible to pinpoint his exact location. In fact, the only person who might be able to answer the question, who is the real Rick, is his wife and constant companion for the past 14 years, Susan. Detectives say they were able to interview her. However, neighbors say they witnessed her leaving the home a couple of leaving the home the couple shared wearing dark sunglasses of fedora loading multiple suitcases into her car faa records show she purchased a pair of one-way tickets to rome uh, which was his favorite city an anonymous source with the airline reports the name used to book the other ticket was juan morfair de road (laughs) (laughs) which according to the fbi was an alias he used for many years that is one story Another story is that Rick never left the hospital and died peacefully with his wife and daughter holding <laughs> tightly into his hands. You can choose the version you want to believe and share your own story about him at the whatever, whatever club during the visitation and whatnot. On Thursday, November 29th from 3 to 6 p.m. And that was also found on Legacy. Aww, you know, when I look Rick. at the picture, he definitely, I believe, the first story. Yes. And I just have yeah. to share when I That's went... an adventurer for sure. Right. When I went through that, there was like a little like leading story going into it. And over, I think it said 700 people entered their own fake story about their wow. travels with Rick. That's awesome. Nice. Uh-huh. Now I'm going to play this real quick. Sommelier. Oh. Sommelier. That's not how I say it. Great. That's how. <laughs> that I'm not. That's how Google says. Well, good for you, Sommelier. Google. I like the little animated mouth. Yeah. I don't know how it's helpful, Sommelier. but... Do you need me to say it so you can edit it in? <laughs> Sommelier. There we go. Sommelier. Sommelier. Sommelier? Sommelier. <laughs> <laughs> A okay. wine expert. <laughs> Shall we move on? Next up, we have Chris C. It looks like he might be by the sea. In the background, maybe. He's got a shirt off. Can I see? It's like a poem here. Ooh, yeah. It doesn't look like it's front of the ocean or He's something. He's got some good hair. It's tasteful, though. There's yeah. there's no nipples. No. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it, it's, it's, it's cut off. It's yeah. not like there should be nipples <laughs> and there just aren't. He wasn't a nippleless man that I know of. I mean, I mean, we don't know. He might have been. We're not sure. Let's mm. find out. Mm-hmm. Oh, my. Irishman dies from stubbornness? Whiskey. Oh. Chris died at age 67 after trying to box his bikini-clad hospice nurse (laughs) just moments earlier. (laughs) Ladies' man, game slayer, and outlaw, Chris told his last inappropriate joke on Friday, uh, 2016, that which cannot be printed here. (laughs) Anyone else fighting ALS and stage 4 pancreatic cancer would have gone quietly into the night, but Connor... Chris was stark, naked, drinking <laughs> Vuev? V-E-U-V-E? V-E-U-V-E. Drinking Vuev and a house full of friends and family as Al Green played from the speakers. The way he died is just like he lived. He wrote his own rules, he fought authority, and he paved his own way. And if he said he couldn't do it, he would make sure he could. 
Oh, it looks like it's a champagne. Oh, Ooh, fancy. he's so fancy. Yeah. Most people thought he was crazy for swimming in the ocean in January. Oh, maybe that's what the picture was. Oh, it looks good. For being a skinny Irish Golden Gloves boxer from Quincy, Massachusetts, for dressing up as a priest and then proceeding to f- get into a fight at a Jewish deli. Oh, wow. <laughs> Many gawked at his start of a career on Wall Street without a financial background, but instead with an intelligent, impish smile, love for the spoken word, irreverent sense of humor, and stunning blue eyes that could make anyone fall in love with him. Ooh, Ooh la la. As much as people knew hanging out with him would end in a night in jail or a killer screwdriver hangover, he was the type of man that people would drive 16 hours at the drop of a dime to come see. He lived 1,000 years in the 67 calendar years we had with him because he attacked life. He grabbed it by the lapels, kissed it, (laughs) and swung it back onto the dance floor. At the age of 26, he planned to circumnavigate the world. Instead... He ended up spending 40 hours on a life raft off the coast of Panama. Oops. In 1974, he founded the Quincy Rugby Club. In his 30s, he sustained a knife wound after saving a woman from being mugged in New York City. He didn't slow down. At age 64, he climbed to the base camp of Mount Everest. Throughout his life, he was was an accomplished hunter and... (laughs) And birth control device tester. (laughs) (laughs) Some failures, notably Caitlin, Chris, and Liam. He was a rare combination of someone who had a love of life and a firm understanding of what was important. The simplicity of living a life with those you love. Although he he threw some of the most memorable parties during the greater half of a century, he would trade it all for a night in front of the fire with his family in Maine. His acute awareness of the importance of a life lived with the ones you love over any material possession was only handicapped by his territorial attachment to the, ro- to the remote control of his Sonos music. <laughs> Chris enjoyed cross-dressing, hmm. a well-made fire, and mashed potatoes with lots of butter. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> All at once, maybe? I don't know. His regrets were few, but included eating a rotisserie hot dog from an unmemorable convenience store in the summer of 1986. Of all the people he touched, both willing and unwilling, (laughs) his most proud achievement in life was marrying his wife, Emily, who supported him in all his glory during his heyday and lovingly supported him physically during their last days together. Absolute vodka and simply orange companies are devastated by the loss of him. Celebration of life will be held. In lieu of flowers, please pay open bar tab (laughs) or donate to his water safety fund. I just want to know these people. That was a good obituary. I liked it. Hey, Gary. Hey, what? Remember at our grandpa's funeral? Yes. When the whole entire family was enjoying a nice um, picture display Mm -hmm. sung to some Oak Ridge boys and, and whatnot, and Courtney was having a nice talk with the the pastor mm-hmm. only to then notice in the background that there is a picture violently displayed for all of the public to see of Courtney sitting on a toilet <laughs> <coughs> that Gary included in the slideshow <coughs> for our grandfathers. Yes, so I... <laughs> I was in charge of putting together the photo slideshow in memoriam 
picture slide with fun music that Grandpa liked. And uh, I don't remember the exact picture, but this sounds like something I would do. I, oh, were you like a little kid? In the... Thank God, yes. Yeah. But yep. still, it, the, the crowd it became silent. And all of a sudden, I felt everybody <laughs> looking at me. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, my God, that's me on a toilet. Mm-hmm. My pants. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. It was and nice. And now we're reading obituaries that you printed from the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> Life is one full circle, hasn't full it? Full mm-hmm. circle. Mm-hmm. Love it. Grandpa would be You're proud. welcome. Mm-hmm. Good times. Well, I want to entertain you with Big Al. Would Big you guys Al. like to be entertained I by Big Al? I would love some Big Al. Yes. All right. We have a teacher named Big so, Al. I have here a nice post from a guy named Raymond Allen, Big Al, and he is wearing a hard hat. He looks like a sturdy guy, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. Let me put on my glasses and I will read to you about Big Al. The pastor saw me on the toilet. Yes. Yes, he did. <laughs> and it was it was awesome. Good times. Yeah. I'll show you all the video sometime. Oh. <laughs> Big L, 1931 to 2014. Also from Legacy.com. Raymond Allen of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, died on September 21st, 2014 at the age of 82, but his larger-than-life persona and trademark stubbornness will not be forgotten. He was born December 30th, 1931, in McNeese Rock, Pennsylvania. He was the youngest son of the late William Franklin in Newton, Virginia, and and then there's also Lucille, and we're just going to leave it at that. Affectionately known as Big Al by his family and many friends, he was a plumber by trade, a tremendous gardener, and avid hunter. He also enjoyed fishing and proudly displayed the stuffed barracuda he caught (laughs) back in 1965, much to the dismay of his wife, Agnes, Agnes, to whom he was married for 24 years. He despised canned cranberry sauce, wearing shoes, cigarette butts in his driveway, oatmeal, mm. loudmouth know-it-alls, tobacco sauce, reality TV shows, and anything to do with the Kardashians. Wow, he's with it. I want I want to list that long, if not longer, about the crap that I despise. <laughs> Let's lay it out. All right, back to Al. But Big Al had many loves, too. He loved his wife, Agnes, who preceded him in death in 1990. Aww. He also dearly loved his children and grandchildren. Uh, famously opinionated and short-tempered, Big Al handed these qualities down to his daughter, Jill, a sharp-tongued character in her own right. Attending trade school to be a plumber instead of going to college, Big Al's strong work ethic and keen sense of wisely saving and investing his money, live on with his son, Jeffrey, of New York. He took extreme pride in his two adorable grandkids, Derek and Alex, or Alexis? I I think that's Alexis. It's Alexis, who affectionately called him Grandpa Al. He also loved milkshakes, fried shrimp, the Steelers, the Playboy Channel, (laughs) Silky's Gentleman's Club, taking afternoon naps in his recliner, Hanging out at the VFW, playing poker, eating jelly beans by the handful, and his hunting dog, Holly Hill Rip Van Winkle, a loyal beagle that answered to the nickname of Rip. It's a great beagle name. Big Al was world-renowned for his lack of patience, not holding back his opinion, and knack for telling it like it is. 
He is highly proficient in cursing. He didn't we read this one before? No, this is Mm-mm. new. No, okay. just he is highly proficient in cursing. He liked four letter words just about as much as four wheel drive pickup trucks. Mm-hmm. He was a connoisseur of banana cream pie and a Ooh. firm believer that ham sandwiches should only be served on Mancini's bread. I want to get that bread now. You've heard of this bread? No. Oh, okay. no, but now we got to find it. All right. He oh. always told the truth, even if it wasn't what you wanted to hear. He was generous to a fault, a pussycat at heart, and yet he sugarcoated absolutely nothing. To quote Winston Churchill, he was a riddle wrapped in a mystery inside an enigma. His fondness of spaghetti westerns was only surpassed by his love of bacon, beer, and butter pecan ice cream. Mm. He fondly reminisced about good friends, good drinks, and good times at the Tri-Valley Sportsman Club in that town he was <laughs> <laughs> no it was burgettstown burgettstown yeah he was a longtime member of the elks club Ooh. and he frequently bartended and generously donated his tips to charity Aww. quite a teller of big tales big al elaborated stories his elaborated stories often were punctuated with the phrase and that's when i Kicked his ass. Wow. <laughs> he enjoyed outlaw country music. Waylon, Willie, Hank, Johnny. Yeah. He was also on a first name basis with the four horsemen of liquor. Oh. Jim, Jack, Johnny, and Jose. Oh, he did have a good time. Mm-hmm. Big Al had strong beliefs in which he never wavered. Dog shit makes the best garden fertilizer. Heinz ketchup does not belong on a hot dog. Oh. And... Penn DOT should be embarrassed of the never-ending construction (laughs) detours and potholes on Route 28. (laughs) With his love of gardening and passion for hunting, Big Al was locally sourcing his food for decades, long before it was the in thing to do. While a necessity in his youth growing up during the Depression, this passion for being self-sufficient was carried throughout his whole life. This Depression baby was ahead of his time with being green as evident by the approximately 87 I-can't-believe-it's-not-butter containers <laughs> stacked neatly in the kitchen cupboard. That's my mom. <laughs> yeah. The biggest challenge was actually finding the butter in his refrigerator, with 13 containers of leftover that all looked the same. Big Al was also known for his timeless words of wisdom, including, life is hard, but it's harder if you're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and, don't be a jackass. He had a lifelong... Menage a trois Ooh. with his homemade chili and gas sacks. <laughs> <laughs> he had a great fondness for sardines on crackers. Ooh. Oh, he knows how to party. <laughs> this one must have cost a pretty crackers penny. stuffed with cabbage, which he literally called, no, he lovingly called hunky hand grenades. Oh. He liked making turtle soup and eating BLTs, and his favorite holiday eggnog had enough whiskey to grow hair on your chest. Oh, was that made by Hort- Hortons or Nortons? Was it filtered four times? <laughs> Sorry. It was, what was it? Uh, Nicholson's? Norton's Nog. Nic- oh, was it no, Nicholson's, Nicholson's Nog? Oh, okay. Either way. <laughs> Can't beat it. No. It's better than Nog water. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Also known as the Squirrel Whisperer, he communicated with the local red-tailed squirrels and fed them peanuts out of his hand. He took pride in his time served in the Navy on the U.S. San Marco. 
San Marcos? Hmm. During the Korean War, often waxing nostalgia that the worst meal he'd ever eaten was shit on a shingle. His mantra, his mantra of a girl in every port often led to a fight in every port. Oh, my. With a stink eye towards organized religion, Big Al was more spiritual than religious and even, no, and enjoyed reading the Bible before bed each night and watching church on TV every Sunday morning. What he lacked in stature, he compensated with an overabundance of charisma, charm, and feistiness. Big Al took fashion advice from no one. With his trademark white V-neck t-shirts and strategically quaffed... I don't know that word. Quaffed. Quaffed? Strategically quaffed comb over? Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm. His comfort far outweighed any interest in the latest fashion trends. He was well stocked with white shoe polish (laughs) to keep his tennis shoes looking pristine for prime rib dinners at Longhorn Steakhouse. In the last years, Big Al's short-term memory loss was getting the best of him. On December 29th, 2012, the day before his 81st birthday, he had a stroke that was a turning point in the decline of health. His devout feistiness and stubbornness had served him well, though, throughout his life. And even in this, in the waning months, he was a model of strong will and sheer determination right up until the end of his journey here on Earth. He will be greatly missed and fondly remembered by his friends, neighbors, nieces, nephews, and bunheads. Bunheads? Mm-hmm. His bunheads. It's a bunhead. I don't know. I thought those were ballerinas. Well, maybe. Maybe oh, he was really that down makes with... sense. But why would Big Al have ballerinas? Um, well, you know, it, this isn't why, but in my family, there's a big joke about ballerinas being a code word for bitches. Oh. Because <laughs> my cousin was walking a student down the hallway and he was like, ooh, and he's like looking at the posters on the wall and he's like, mm, animals, bitches. And it was a poster <laughs> that had like a cartoon of like ballerinas. So that was like our joke it was like, mm, bitches, ballerinas. And the rest of it is just thank yous and That's information on the ceremonies so everybody else a big fan of big al yeah i still love i i still love freddie he's he's got my heart up next we've got a saucy tale told by amanda this is a story about mary nicknamed pink m she is from the milwaukee journal sentinel you don't need to whisper say it (laughs) i love this lady all right so mary aka pink she's probably Pink before pink. Is there a picture? Ah, we do have a picture. She just looks like a sweet little old lady. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you think her name is Pink because the same reason that sweet Melissa's name is Sweet? (laughs) I don't know. I'm going to say no. All right. Well, let's learn about Pink. If you're about to throw away an old pair of pantyhose, stop. Consider Mary Agnes. You probably knew her as Pink, who entered eternal life on Sunday, September 1st, 2013. Her spirit is carried on by her six children, 17 grandchildren, three surviving siblings in New Jersey, and an extended family of relations and friends from every walk of life. We were blessed to learn many valuable lessons from Pink during her 85 years. Among them, never throw away old pantyhose, use the old ones to tie gutters, childproof cabinets, tie toilet flappers, or hang Christmas ornaments. Mm -hmm. Also, if a possum takes up residence in your shed, grab a barbecue brush to coax him out. If he doesn't leave, brush him for 20 minutes and let him stay. Because <laughs> then he's groomed and he can just... I'm, I'm not trying know. to interrupt, but I... That's just what it says. Okay. <laughs> There's nothing else. 
nothing about why. <laughs> or do you brush him again? <coughs> well, I suppose then he's hospitable. So you're just like, whatever, dude. Yeah. You can live here. Oh, well, okay. Um, anyway, let a dog or two or three share your bed. Mm. I like that. Yep. Say the rosary while you walk them. Go to church with a chicken sandwich in your purse. That's smart. Nice. Cry at the consecration every time. Give the chicken sandwich to your homeless friend after mass. Oh, she's nicer. Okay. Go to a nursing home and kiss everyone. Ew. Uh, well, it was before the pandemic. Yeah. Uh, when you learn someone's name, share their patron saint's story and their feast day so they can celebrate. Invite new friends to Thanksgiving dinner. If they're from another country and you have trouble understanding them, learn to listen with an accent. Never say mean things about anybody. They are poor souls to pray for. Put picky eating children in the box at the bottom of the laundry chute. Tell them they're hungry lions in a cage and feed them veggies through the slats. Correspond with the imprisoned and have lunch with the cognitively challenged. Do the jumble every morning. Keep the car keys under the front seat so they don't get lost. Not so much now. Um, (laughs) Make the car dance by lightly tapping the brakes to the beat of songs on the radio. (laughs) Offer rides to people carrying a big load or caught in the rain or summer heat. Believe the hitchhiker you pick up who says he's a landscaper and his name is Pete Moss. It is. (laughs) (laughs) Help anyone struggling to get their kids into a car, shopping cart, or across a parking lot. Give to every charity that asks. Choose to believe the best about what they do with with your money, no matter what your children say they discovered online. Allow the homeless to keep warm in your car while you're at mass. It is amazing she did not get, like, mugged, as the tickety-tocks are saying. No, nope. mm. she looks kind. No one I would know. dare. Um, take magazines you've already read to your doctor's office for others to enjoy. Do not tear off the mailing label because if someone wants to contact me, that would be nice. <laughs> In her lifetime, Pink made contact time after time. Those who've taken her lessons to heart will continue to ensure that a cold drink will be left for the overheated gar- garbage collector and mail carrier. Every baby will be kissed. Every nursing home resident will be visited. The hungry will have a sandwich. The guest will have a warm bed and soft nightlight. And the encroaching possum will know the soothing sensation of a barbecue brush upon its back. Mm. I want to cry. I know. Me too. Oh, God. Okay. Above all, Pink wrote to everyone about everything. You may read this and recall a letter from her that touched your heart, tickled your funny bone, or maybe made you say, huh? (laughs) She's survived by her children and grandchildren, whose photos she would share with prospective friends at the checkout line. Uh, Pink is reunited with her husband and favorite dance and political debate partner, Dr. Gerald L. Mullaney, and is predeceased by six siblings. Uh, dress comfortably with a splash of pink if you have it. Mm-hmm. And she's asking for donations to be made. Um, but yeah. She's adorable. Wow. She's just super duper That's sweet. That's nice. What oh, a lady. Right? Okay, I want mine to be like that. Okay. No, I, and I thought of you. This is terrible that, like, as I'm going through these, it's like, okay, well, this we're not, is we're Ryan. not wanting each other this dead. Yeah, right, right, right. That's no, no, no. So that I think right. I think it's very good and very fair of you to be like, oh, I was thinking of this person. But yeah, we're 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 thinking about legacies. It'll be years, 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 years from now. But no, no, no. It's we're okay. Gonna get Amanda a little barbecue brush now. <laughs> I so would pet a possum. Pet your squirrels. <gasps> I would love to pet the squirrel. Gary's mm. looking at me like I can't. No, 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 do no, it. no. I'm all for it. Oh, okay. I'm actually all for was, it. Mm-hmm. I thought he was like giving me that look oh. of like, do not pet the squirrels, Amanda. No, no, no. My mom. Well, actually, I did it too once. Uh, the chipmunks up at at camp. We would like they'd come and eat right out of your hand if oh. if you were still enough and they'd trust you enough. So yeah, I've I've fed a 
chipmunk little pieces of bread right out of my hand. Oh, but how did she not get like, yeah, like, <gasps> well, it was a different time. I don't know, but she's adorable. Mm-hmm. I definitely have made the car dance. I just love the don't tear up the mailing label because if someone wants to contact me, that would be nice. I know it. You're so sweet. Well, I just love her. Yeah. I do too. Uh-huh. Thanks. Thanks, Mary. And I think Jay might have the last one. Why? Well, I, I, I still have or, another. Oh, okay. And I still have my Oh, oh yes. Ryan's got another one too. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. And we're back, and Jay has our next wonderful obituary to giggle and take joy from. Ooh. To giggle Ooh. at and take joy from. <laughs> yeah, most of these, including my previous one, had come from Legacy. This uh, appears to be from Dignity Memorial. We've got James Jim G. Uh, it starts by saying he made his last wildly inappropriate and probably sarcastic comment on July 28th. Jim was born and immediately dubbed our favorite child (laughs) to John and Joan in March of 63. Their constant love, support, and caring far exceeded anything Jim deserved. (laughs) He is survived by his wife of 25 years, the recently wealthy and overly devoted Julie, and his proudest accomplishments, his sons, uh, names them. Additionally, he is survived by his much older sister, Lisa, of... Much older. Why the hell do you live there, Rhode Island? (laughs) And younger brother, John, of West Palm Beach. Jim's demise will now allow them to emerge from his shadow. (laughs) A variety of nieces and nephews with mediocre upbringing (laughs) would complete the list of those left to embellish his memory. Jim's employment history was standard. College recruiter, oyster shucker, YMCA executive director, and for the past 16 years, industrial construction project management. He had two basic philosophies regarding work. Careers are for the unimaginative, and surround yourself with great people and stay the hell out of their way. (laughs) His 30-plus years as a volunteer soccer coach from the kindergarten to high school level afforded hundreds of children and parents exposure to Jim's unique personality. Half a dozen or so of those these folks might speak... (laughs) Of him fondly, if pressed. <laughs> Jim died knowing that Monty Python and the Holy Grail was the best movie ever. Bruce Springsteen, best recording artist. Clint Eastwood, the baddest man on the planet. And that chicks dig El Caminos. <laughs> His regrets were few, but include eating a rotisserie hot dog from a convenience store in the summer of 2002. A lot of wieners. Not training his faithful dog Rita to detect cancer. That's sad. And that no video evidence exists of his prowess on the soccer field or in the bedroom. Although a less than average lifespan, Jim did not live an average life. He traveled where he wanted to travel, laughed inappropriately at every chance, learned what he wanted to learn, fixed what he wanted to fix, and loved who he wanted to love. Cremation will take place at the family's convenience, and his ashes will be kept around as long as they match the decor. (laughs) Uh, Visitation. Uh, Don't be late. Anyone wearing black will not be admitted to the memorial. Oh. Oh. I wonder if that counts if you're wearing black underwear. Ooh. 
So there you go. It's odd that we've had some that are very similar. Yeah. Yeah. They were stealing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Plagiarism. Or maybe the, the convenience store rotisserie hot dog really did a lot of people in. You know? <laughs> I don't know. That was like the whole, like, how Gary courted me. A little bit. Oh, quick trip hot dogs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Taco John's. Amanda let me know how much she loved hot dogs. And it's like, well... What's a great place where you can just go and get hot dogs and it's dirt cheap? It was Quick Trip. And so we would go get Quick Trip hot dogs and then go to the park. Well, I don't know about plagiarism, but I do know that Gary's got one more. I do have one more. So why don't we wrap this up with uh, with Terry? Oh, my. Um, this picture of Terry is quite bold. He's <laughs> I, It looks almost like he's on a beach and it's a sunset. I thought but... it was a woman from this angle. No. You know what? I'm... It's not. Okay. I don't think so. I think that's a dude. Okay. Um, da, da. And this is from... <laughs> yeah, his pronouns are I he. I still got that. It's from some funeral home. Either way. All right. Let me fill you all in on Terry. <sighs> Terry was born December 31st, 1946, and passed January 23rd, 2018. Terry, age 71, of Demote? Demot. Demot. I don't know. He's from Indiana. It's Indiana. Well, either way, Terry escaped glasses. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Terry escaped glasses, everybody. One momento. Terry, age 71, escaped this mortal realm on Tuesday, January 23rd, 2018, leaving behind 32 jars of Miracle Whip, 17 boxes of Hamburger Helper, and multitudes of other random items that would prove helpful in the event of a zombie apocalypse. (laughs) Terry is survived by his overly patient and accepting wife, Kathy, who was the love of his life, a fact she gladly accepted sympathy for during their 48 years of marriage. He is also survived by his daughter, Rebecca, and Jean, and he's survived by a bunch of people. He is preceded in death by more people. Terry graduated from Thornridge High School in South Holland, Illinois, where only three of his teachers took an early retirement after having him as a student. (laughs) He met the love of his life, Kathy, by telling her he was a lineman. He didn't specify early on that he was a lineman for the phone company and not the (laughs) NFL. Still, Kathy and Terry wed in the fall of 1969. (laughs) Perfectly between the summer of love and winter of regret. (laughs) He retired from AT&T after 39 years of begrudging service where he accumulated roughly 3,000 rolls of black electrical tape during the course of his career, which he used for everything from open wounds to (laughs) don't use this button covers. He enjoyed many, many things. Among these things were hunting, fishing, golfing, snorkeling, ABBA, hiking, Turkey run, hiking turkey run, Hmm. chopping wood, shooting guns, bed, bath, and beyond. Starlight mints, cold beer, free beer, the history channel, CCR, war movies, discussing who makes the best pizza, and the Chicago White Sox, old Buicks, and above all his family. He was the renowned distributor of popsicles and ice cream sandwiches to his grandkids. He also turned on programs such as Phineas and Ferb for his grand youngins, usually when they were actually there. (laughs) He despised... (laughs) He despised uppity foods like hummus, 
which his family lovingly called Bean Dip for his benefit, which he loved, consequently. He couldn't give a damn about most material things, and automobiles were never to be purchased new. He never owned a personal cell phone, and he had zero working knowledge of the Kardashians. Another Kardashian reference. For not liking the Kardashians, people sure are obsessed. I think it's like a buzzword thing. It's not real. Yeah. Uh, Terry died knowing the Blues Brothers was the best movie ever, and Clint Eastwood was the baddest ass man on the planet. And these people are—they're copying from. I think so. No, I think these people are just that basic. (laughs) Well, maybe there's like a template of like things to include. That's pretty much it. So, Mm -hmm. way to go, Terry. (laughs) (laughs) Well done. Do you know who's really got a good obituary? Who? Brenda Tent. Brenda Tent isn't a real person. Brenda Tent is what happens when you feed AI a bunch of obituaries and then ask it to write one. I'm going to share this with you. It floated around the internet for a while, and I find it incredibly funny, especially after reading all these obituaries we've read. But this one's short and sweet. Brenda Tent, retired from living at the age of old, (laughs) surrounded by family and natural causes. A librarian from birth, Brenda was an avid collector of dust. She had a sweetheart and married her high school. <laughs> she loved having hobbies and helping her sons to be disadvantaged youths. Nice. She had no horses, but thought she did. <laughs> the church gave the church gave her a choir because she sang like a bird and looked like a bird, and Brenda was a bird. <laughs> she owed us many poems. The funeral will be held in 1977 at heaven. <laughs> In lieu of flowers, send Brenda more life. Oh. <laughs> thank, thank you, AI. It just That's sounds fun. like a fucked up Mad Lib. It does. It really does. I love it. Send Brenda more life. That's what she needs. She sang like a bird. It looked like a bird. And she was a bird. <laughs> That's pretty good. You're pretty good. Well, thank you. <laughs> I I feel like this like, if there's ever a moment this may be it if that's such a thing but um recently I had a friend pass away. Oh, yeah. And yep. I I just thought maybe in in just her memory sharing a little story. Sure. That is hilarious. Mm-hmm. And I I tell this story frequently so I apologize if for those who have already read it or heard it. But um, she she passed away in it unexpectedly just recently, and um, this was one of our favorite stories to tell. Um, now, as you guys probably remember, I used to sell the dildos, <laughs> the yes. does of the dills, yep. um, a while ago. And um, when one has leftover inventory, one does not know what to do with it. Well, there's I live out in the middle of nowhere. Yep. The neighbors are very sparse. But there is one lady that is just like the neighborhood crotch. (laughs) And we'll call her Darlene. And Darlene is up in everybody's biz. She she is she's she's just a big old snaggle tooth. Uh, like when the kids were little, it was like, oh, I saw him on my lawn. Oh my gosh, your your dog was in my driveway. I swear, it ate my our dog's food. If your dog comes over again, we're gonna have to shoot it. I mean, just like crazy stuff. She was constantly just one of them. 
a matter of fact, my husband and I, we always had a joke that someday we're going to go over to her house and we're going to find binoculars, like in the windowsill, looking at her house. And we did. Oh, shit. Uh-huh. She's one of them. Well, anyways, she was a crotch. Total crotch. So this friend that passed away, her and I one night decided I had this double-ended dildo. <laughs> it was, it. I think it was two feet long and it was neon pink. It was huge, enormous. It may have even glowed in the dark. It was so bright. If it didn't glow in the dark, it was just that bright. But we decided, because she was immaculate about her yard. Her yard had to be perfect. She was always out there mowing it. So we had this idea that we were going to get in our vehicle. She was going to be, my friend was going to be like the, the you know, get out of town driver. The What's the runaway driver? The, the getaway, getaway driver. Getaway driver. There you go. <laughs> And we were going to launch this big dildo under her yard <laughs> because how funny would it be for her to run it over with her lawnmower? <laughs> so that's what we have pictured. And it's bright pink, so you can see it mm-hmm. from the road. Well, we're idiots. So we're driving. It's nighttime. She's driving. Another person is in the back seat. And we think that this person has experience with softball and baseball, that they would be the good one to whip the dildo in the yard. Sure. However, on the back swing, the dildo, the tip got caught <laughs> in the window, like in the window, like edge of the window. So well, you when, said it was like a good two feet, right? Yeah. So, I mean, sure. That mm-hmm. makes sense. So, when one tried to release it, it just fell out the car window and it rolled into the ditch. So, we ended up having to go on a recon in the front of her house trying to look like with our little cell phones, trying to find enough light to find the dildo to do a relaunch and finally we did we just spliced it right up in front of her like front door it was perfect it was there for three days (laughs) and then disappeared so like 10 years down the road we're like we should do it again (laughs) like what are the chances that it happens once but then 10 years it happens again 10 years to the day i know right but she passed away so we never got around to doing it but i I lay one on her on her Right, (laughs) big old honker. Yes. Now the curmudgeon is one that passed away. No, my friend. Your friend passed away, so you Mm -hmm. weren't able to do it. So So we could still do it. So we could still do it. We could do it. I say we have to do it in her honor. Uh huh. Yeah, absolutely. I hope she ran it over with her lawnmower. Can you imagine that thing just shooting right out? Just like a helicopter blade. Of, what if it stopped the blade and then she had to like bring it into the garage <laughs> and like tip it up and get under it and look? Right? It's possible. Well, I like the idea of it getting stuck there. She has she then brings it in somewhere to get service because she doesn't know what the fuck happened. <laughs> oh, that would have been perfect. Well, ma'am, this is what we found. <laughs> ma'am. I believe this is yours. Darlene. Yeah, so that's my, my, my tribute story. I love that. Mm-hmm. All right, and then we'll take a break, and when we're back, we'll do our biscuits. So one thing that we're wanting to start, because we're wanting more user interaction, is we will be having uh, on our podcast a weekly Pet of the Week. Yes! Yeah! Yeah! So we are encouraging everyone to submit. However, you keep in contact with... With Wicker Biscuit, you can either submit it through the Facebook page, you can send it through, I think we can even send it through the Facebook Messenger, but as always, we got our email, wickerbiscuit at gmail.com. Just send a little description of your pooch or your gato and then some pictures, and uh, if you're lucky, you might make it Pet of the Week. 
Does it have to be their own pet or can it be like one that they just admire? Good question. It can be any pet that melts your heart. I don't hmm. care if it has scales. I, I would say though that, that they have to like know the pet in person. They can't just go online, oh, yeah, take somebody sure. else's pictures no. and submit it. So as long as you know the animal and it's touched your heart directly, not, you know, through Facebook but I, stalking. But like I love a lot of pets online. No, I know, I know. And you can send and maybe That's my Instagram. Maybe is, maybe we'll dogs. have some honorable mentions of sorts. But uh I'll send send all kinds. Yeah. Even all kinds. sweater puppies. Sweater puppies? What are sweater puppies? <laughs> What does that mean? Oh. oh. <laughs> yes, please. Jay. Please send us your sweater puppies. Yeah, I never would have gotten that one. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> All right. Uh, any other housekeeping of uh, stuff other than follow us on the social media? We're we're trying to get out more TikTokers. TikToks. There's going to be a great post coming up shortly about uh, the Christmas gift that Courtney made for Amanda. <gasps> Well, actually, by the time you hear this, it'll probably already be out. But uh, yeah, I mean, follow us. And, you know, more importantly, if you if you like what you're hearing, please give us a review on wherever you get your podcast. If you're not going from Apple, give us a review on Apple. If you're listening on Spotify, give a review on Spotify. Feel free to reshare our posts on that come through on Facebook. If you aren't already a member of the Facebook page, um, you know, like and subscribe to it so you'll automatically get the posts. And then, you know. If you like this, give a shout out. Send it to your friends and uh, say, hey, this is some good stuff. You should give it a listen. Mm-hmm. I think that's it for housekeeping, right? Well, and I just think if, if viewers have something that they want to see us discuss yeah, or some topics that yes, just we do, float your boat. Right. We have user submitted biscuits. Or questions. So that far, you it's might... only Pat S. who's submitted, but yeah. we want more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks. I Thank you, Courtney, for adding that. You're but welcome. Yeah. yeah. We, we, we thrive. We thrive on your input, guys. We're we're whores for the confirmation. You no. need validation. Validation. Yeah. We're, we're whores for the validation. Okay. We are. I'm whores for confirmation as well. All right. Should we head into our biscuits? I think we should. All right. It's time for our biscuits. This is the Wicker Biscuit Basket, where we all give a buttered or burnt biscuit. Uh, the buttered biscuit would be something that we just love. And the burnt biscuit is something that's just really pissing us off or oh. it's not great so we will start first off amanda do you have a biscuit for tonight i have a buttered biscuit Ooh, let's hear it uh, my buttered biscuit is that our friend and podcast listener lisa came and visited us this weekend oh, and yeah. it made my heart so happy to get to spend time with her so thanks lisa awesome so there's that's a little bit of a listener contribution mm-hmm. awesome yeah <laughs> cool right right you got any uh biscuits for these babies um yes but my buttered biscuit is courtney's buttered biscuit mm. because i finally got to give courtney something i've been meaning to give her for like three weeks his penis no no ah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. that's more like 20 years i know i had a little crush on ryan when i was <laughs> 10 who didn't i know i know mm-hmm. but he was not about Sorry. I know. Yeah, there actually was a t-shirt that says, sorry, ladies, I I like the Dugan, <laughs> or something to that effect. And You know what it was? He had amazing hair. Yeah. Still does. Yeah. I need Absolutely. to re-dye it. My blonde is fading. My Halloween blonde. Gotta fix that. But you don't have roots. Like, it looks nice. I do. You just can't tell, apparently, because oh. I can see them all the time. Like, ooh, it's getting a little dark oh. and gray. Well, in the there. biscuit light, it looks phenomenal. <laughs> ooh. <laughs> it's the oven light. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, 
You want to elaborate more on what the... You can tell him, like, tell him the gift. So a few weeks ago when we did our Christmas episode, Courtney shared a wonderful story about how her parents would give her presents that said fragile, and she always thought it said fraggle, so she was excited to get fraggle presents. Mm-hmm. And that very night, I took to the internets... And I ordered her a gift, and I put it in a box that said fragile. And tonight, I got to give it to her, and she was very excited. And what did excited. I say right away when I saw the sticker? I'm like, oh, like Fraggle Rock? <laughs> <laughs> and then she opened it, revealing the label Fraggle Rock for the Fraggle Rock socks I gave her. It was so beautiful. It went full circle. It was awesome. Mm. I'm like that. I like to make moments. It was very it was. touching. It was amazing. I was almost getting like choked up, like, oh my god. What? It was beautiful, Ryan. Well, I'm glad. Mm. Awesome. Well, thank you for sharing that. Courtney, do you got any biscuits my, to share? My my buttered biscuit today is it's I I love my big old giant Newfoundland dog. She's amazing. And I I think I spend more time and energy into her care than my own at times because she gets groomed monthly. $120, drop it like it's hot all the time. And I, I do feel like that's crazy. I, I do get it. But today, my husband drops the dog off at the groomers. And I just love where his heart went. He brings the giant dog into this lady's office, and there's another smaller dog. And the lady looks at my big dog and looks at the little dog and says, Savona, which is my dog. She says, Did you just poop on the floor? <laughs> and my husband oh, no. was like, Oh no, <laughs> not my purebred pick of the litter giant, whatever. And he says, I looked at Savona and she just looked like, oh, like she was so sad. And he's like, I had to feel like I had to like defend her. Her honor? Yes. And he says, he said, I just blurted out, no, it was that little rat over there. <laughs> how, how big was the turd? <laughs> well, exactly. He says, it was just a little guy. Right. And he's like, our dog doesn't ever make messes. And I'm like, he just was so sweet in defending our poor little dog's honor. Like, <laughs> ours would never stoop to that level. And not only that, but it would it would have been ginormous. She's only pooped in the house one time, and I had to use a snow shovel. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not a joke. No, I believe it. She's a big lady. Who likes to vigorously sniff me. She, she impregnated Gary, I'm almost sure, one time. It was but, worth um, it, though. She's just, she's a beauty. I just love that he had to defend our poor little girl's honor. Like, that is not our dog. It's that little rat that just shat on the floor. That rat had shat. Mm. What do you think of that? So that's my butter biscuit. <laughs> I like it. I like it. So, Jay, do you have any biscuits for this uh, basket? Uh, yeah, I suppose I have a buttered biscuit. Um made some time recently to get together with some friends and uh play a board game nice we haven't played in ages we used to play when we were a kid uh hero quest hero quest i don't think i've heard of that can you elaborate a little or uh yeah it's it's kind of a a dungeon crawler okay kind of like an rpg light Mm. um we've done like dungeon and dragons light like the quicker version yeah okay because we've done you know like D pathfinder campaigns in the past but that's it's hard to be a part of at this point in our lives, sure. uh, just with everything going on. So this is a little bit more kind of casual, can pick it up and play some rounds. So that was nice to carve out some time. I just love, I, in my brain, like you're wearing a cape and like, were you a LARPer? It's nothing that exciting. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh man, LARPing. Never done it, but. Uh. Yes, you have. 
We played on the playground. There, okay, in, yeah. I guess like, I meant like as an adult. There was a group. Maybe they they still do it, but it was pre-COVID. Uh, there was a group that would get together in Owen Park. Nice and LARP, and there I was had one sex in Owen Park. Oh, oh my! Uh, there was one who was like <laughs> that's next week's episode. <laughs> he had like long blonde flowing hair, like Legolas from oh. from the Lord of the Rings, and I was out on a run. It was during the summer and it was evening, so like the sun was setting. It was a little later, and I saw them LARPing, and I saw that guy uh, who had also been over by our office doing parkour previously. So I, <laughs> I had seen him before. <laughs> There's LARPing and there's Ryan fucking all in the same part. No, but honestly, like, the sex was only late at night. As I ran, like I, I ran past them and, and he was like framed with the sun behind him. There's like majestic flowing hair. It was like, it was just, it was a thing of beauty. Oh my God. Jay took a snapshot in his memory. Actually, I think I might have snapped a picture. Oh, nice. Gotta find it. I do. I That's should awesome. my old phone. That's awesome. All right. Well, I'll wrap this up with a burnt biscuit. Wrap it up. And I'm telling you right now, Amanda's going to start rolling her eyes once she hears what I have to say. But I've, I've, I've decided, you know what? I have this platform. I'm going to fucking use it. <laughs> so as a user, users, as the listeners might know, I am a whore for the Diet Coke. And <gasps> I, I love fountain soda. I, I would rather drink a fountain soda over a regular soda. Hot damn. And I know that I drink way too much, but it's just, it's my vice. It's my thing. I Everything else I do, I, I try to stay somewhat healthy. I mean, I'm not shooting up heroin in the back alleys. I'm, I figure I can drink That's a little. That's a different kind of Coke. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I'm, I'm avoiding that Coke and I'm just <laughs> drinking Diet Coke. It was Good never a problem. <laughs> okay, fair enough. It was never a problem. Can we please? Okay, okay. but realistically, I, I rarely ever drink. I don't, actually, I don't really drink at all anymore at all anymore and i don't smoke so let me have some fucking diet coke anyway one of my favorite places to get diet coke is quick trip mm-hmm. but there's been a recent string of i go to quick trip and they're out of diet coke is this one location or <laughs> all of them man this? oh the, man. I, the, well the one i go to the most is uh maybe i'll bleep some of this but it uh, it happens all the fucking time there. Is that there. the one that I go to? Mm-hmm. And then the one that's over by kind of like the old... Like, oh, yep, that yeah, that, one. that one. That one, um, I think that was the one I went to. Oh, that It's happened there. Oh, the one that's by... That was the one where I walked in there Sunday, and I grabbed a cup, and I go, and every goddamn soda is stocked, but that one has the we're out sticker. So then did I get a different soda? No. I put the cup back. I walked out really. I gave like this stank look to one of the employees, like, go fuck yourself. And I just left because I'm like, why should I give them the satisfaction of me getting something else when I come here for Diet Coke? They literally have a tracking system where I put in my loyalty number so they can look. They can see I'm not making this shit up. I get a lot. As I'm saying this, I'm realizing how much I just sound like an idiot because everybody's no, like, Jesus Christ, why is this guy drinking so much Diet Coke? What question did I ask you today? Oh, you asked me if the the fountain soda was back up at the, the Black Avenue one. Yes. And I actually thought it wasn't, but apparently it, it is. It is. And what that? question did I ask you last weekend when I came to Eau Claire? I think the same one. And what did I ask you? <laughs> The whole three months before, every time I came to right, and I advise you to stop at the one in Bloomer. <laughs> yeah, I 
apparently it's a family obsession because yeah. I, I, I need to know if they're going to have it. Right. So and should they, I be that angry that they're on yes. a Diet Coke? Yeah, I think that's fair. Oh. If it's a simple thing that gives you joy in your life and some corporate fuckery is messing with it. Corporate fuckery. Right. Okay. Yeah, well, them. this biscuit came in burnt, but you guys have buttered my night. Thank you. Also, have you considered Mickey D's? Oh, we yeah. They're never lot. out. Um, but Theirs isn't as good, though. Really? Well, actually, something... that's like in my creme opinion, creme for me. In yeah. my opinion uh-huh. McDonald's has the best, no. but that that Courtney has is a fucking 64-ounce, and the McDonald's one is only a 32-ounce. Oh. So the bang-for-your-buck ratio is crazy higher sure. at Quick Trip. Sure, sure. But yeah. no, you're right. You're right. Mickey D's... Yeah, I need to give them a little bit more of my business because you know, those fuckers never let me down. To me, theirs tastes like chlorine-y. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, this is, I'm I'm weird. Like to me, getting Coke from McDonald's is the best Coke. But if I go to Burger King, they have the best Sprite. Oh, okay, yeah. I don't know why. It's just like mm, the Sprite's really good here. My my biscuit is validated, and that makes me feel. We great. scraped the burnt part off and buttered it for you. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's you. what my ex step grandma used to do. Oh, all the time. I loved her. She was my favorite. Well, uh, any other closing comments? Um, just that we hope that when our obituaries are written, they give you as much entertainment as these ones have given you. That's true. Mm-hmm. All right. And then on that note, I'm going to say goodnight. Could I have you all just say a goodbye to our audience? Buenas noches. Buenas noches. Buenas noches. <laughs> Buenas nachos. Yes. Buenas noches. <coughs> Good night. Thank you for listening to Wicker Biscuit, a podcast Ahoy production. The producers of Wicker Biscuit are Ryan LeMay, Gary Putnam, and Courtney Holub. Executive producer is Gary Putnam. Recording and editing was done by Gary Putnam. Check out our social media for updates on upcoming pods and for clips and other media referenced in this episode. Because sharing is caring, the links can be found in the episode note. Check it out! Thanks again from everyone at the Wicker Biscuit family.